Lopez. God fucking damn it. You know, Murray, I'm coming in hot today because <laughs> we hot. work Good, so... Good, it's cold outside. We work so fucking hard on this show to bring light to these geniuses. Yeah. And, you know, we don't get our flowers. Never. And the people who go out here and just Seth Rogen laugh their way through a movie and say, hey, this is bad. They get all the flowers. What's wrong with our society? You know what? I watched, a, uh, watched listened to a long uh, NPR interview of a guy talking about the flattening of civilization because everybody is just spoon-fed shit now. They don't want to actually be challenged, and I guess that's what we do. We're too challenging, Murray. Well, yeah. We're, we're geniuses in our own right. Right. Misunderstood, if you will. Uh, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, I think I think about how uh, you heard this. Let me know. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, apparently, Seth Meyers has a podcast now. Yeah, I've never heard of it. I only watch his stupid segment, and, and I just want to say to Seth Meyers, "Fuck you! You have a nationally broadcast talk show. Why do you need another talk show taking ears away from us?" All you celebrities, you're boring. Yeah. Fuck off. Do you honestly think that the, uh, Travis Kelsey and his brother, who looks like Bluto, have said anything ever interesting on their fucking podcast? Yes, they have a podcast, too. Yeah. I'm hot now. In fact, nobody probably <laughs> listened to it until he started fucking dating my sloppy seconds, Taylor Swift. And they only listened to it to hear about the shit she might have said to him about you. Right. So it's this weird world where people don't want to get it from the source. They want to go around about. They want yeah. to find our weakness because, guys, we don't have any. We don't have a weakness. All right? Yeah. Well, we don our yellow fucking Bruce is, Lee Is jammies. being too perfect a weakness? Because that might be our one weakness, being too perfect. Well, YouTube has come at us. Many times. They've, yeah. they've hit us with those warnings. They're trying to backhand us. Did you like that? Mar I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Mark's finishing move to that one guy was just a slap. That's all you needed. <laughs> this movie. It's fantastic. Yeah, another uh, genius, if you will. I mean, he one and done. He's like, he did everything on this movie, literally. There's, very, there's little to no information about Mr. Mark Swetland yes. or this movie on the internet. Right. And I tried. I did my... The only thing I learned, I came up with, and this is what I assumed from the get-go, uh, Mark Swetland was a martial arts instructor. I'm sure he was in some, like, sh shopping plaza, dojo somewhere in Buffalo, Michigan. Uh, Michigan, Buffalo, New York. <laughs> uh, and the only reason I know it was in Buffalo could we actually see a newspaper dispenser that says Buffalo News on it. So, okay. Right. Uh, he was in one other movie that uh, our buddy Paul London recommended to me. Yes. I, I watched a few months ago called American Shaolin. It's one of those made by the same company that made like Blood Moon and those oh, kind yeah. of movies. So the, the silly ones. Called, uh, and he plays Bruce Lee in it. <laughs> Tall, blonde, white boy. plays. I don't even remember Bruce Lee being in the movie, but now I have to go back. And hopefully if, if the planets align, we can get Paul on and we can do American Shaolin. Hey. At some time, we'll we'll find him again. Another misunderstood genius, by the way. You need to appreciate Paul London more. Right, too. we appreciate him, even though we, you know, he's he's slippery. It's yeah. hard to get a hold of him, but he's a yeah. wrestler after all. Yeah. and that's what they do. They evade, they maneuver. So he's he's tough to get a hold on. But before we get too far into the sweatland, I want to bring up something because 
as we mentioned last week with Blackbird, people were asking, and we were able to give the movie out. And the rave reviews come allegedly. In. I don't know if we, we don't know who's listening to this because I don't know if the legalities of if this is okay to have this movie in America. Mm. Which, by the way, like we said last week, uh, Mister uh, Flatley, release it in America. It's not that embarrassing. No. In fact, I've been told most people use it as a, uh, for insomnia cure. Uh, that's that was one of our comments we got. We have uh, our good friend uh, Phil. Uh, what's his Twitter name? Uh, Flixology one hundred and one. Flixology one hundred and one, who hit me up in an email and said, "Griff, I was so tense throughout this whole movie. I have never slept better post watching it." He was up for an hour or two reading on the message boards to figure out the meanings, which he could have just came to our show and got it. But you know, he'll get there. I'll get to the show. You think, was it the movie or was it all that fried chicken and French fries that they kind of makes you tired? He's got his own version of the Frasier opening song now. Phil has really taken and run away. Hear the blues are calling fried chicken and French fries. fries. Ha ha ha. Mashed potatoes too. It's great. I love it. I love your track, Phil. It's great. Yeah. I, he, I wonder if he's ever going to incorporate that into a beverage. Uh I think he did. I think he did a, uh, a, a French a, fry. French. I think he did for his his show because he actually reviewed it before he reviewed it with us. Oh, okay. I think he did. I might be mistaken. I don't know. Go no. to flixology101.com. Find out for yourself. Find out for yourself. Back to the sweatland, though. Sweatland. I mean, back to the sweatland. <laughs> I. It's almost a sweat lodge, if you will. <laughs> it's almost. I appreciate the fuck out of Mark because. There's so many times when we go through these action movies and I say, you know, they really didn't build up the villain. They really didn't do this. They didn't. They clearly just wrote this, this stringiest script together where it's like everything's just a farsha. Mark actually tried to explain everything in his movie in some way or form. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Bruce Lee worship in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mark, the working title of this movie was Enter the Dragon. Which, okay. I'm sorry, Mark's already been taken. But there's similar plot points because in Iron the Dragon, Bruce gets revenge off his sister who had been killed. Or she she just raped or killed. I don't even remember. I think he was killed. She got killed. Uh, so, yeah. A lot of Bruce Lee worship in this movie. Right down to the bowl cut. Right. Uh, but as I was saying, you got like a villain that they yeah. actually build up. They We see the villain and how treacherous he is. He fucking... Bunny traps? One of, I forget what those traps are called. Snare trap? Yeah. He snare traps a guy in the dick. He's ruthless. And we yeah. see his martial arts skills. So we know we have a formidable opponent for Mark. We get his finisher, the full Nelson. Oh, my God. When he put that full Nelson... He's the one who did the slap. I was misca- mistaking it for Mark. He oh. Steiner is the slap. And then the full Nelson, yeah. yeah. Steiner recliner. The Steiner recliner. The Frankensteiner. Uh, we got all kinds of treacherous villains, but, you know. And they all, what I loved about this movie, it was clearly a labor of love. Mark Swetland was like, I have a story in my heart, and I have to get it out. He did everything. And I'm not even joking. He was the director. He was the producer. He was the writer. He was he was involved with the musical scoring. He was the fight choreographer. He was the editor. He did it all. And quite frankly, Mr. Danzig, he did it better than you. I got to give it up to Mark Swetland. Yeah. 
There were no lingering shots. Well, there were a couple. There's a couple. Fish tank shot lingered a little too much. Fish tank shot was long. He was doing his homage to Mr. Rogers. Yeah. You know, he's um, got to say hi to the fish for the blind kids. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for a one and only movie, not bad, Mark. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back. And now, you were saying the only the, the sign that you saw that gave away Buffalo was the newspaper stand. Yeah. But I needed to ask you this because I didn't understand why everybody has a Midwest accent in it. That's what I appreciated about the movie in that everybody, because they were obviously, I'm assuming most of the, the martial artists in the movie were probably the students of Mark Swetland, I'm assuming. Steiner yeah. was probably his, probably his own guy. Yeah, but, maybe. But the guys who were just there to get beat up, I think, were probably his students because they were young kids, too. Right. Uh, I appreciated the fact that these were all obviously his friends and colleagues, yep. and they all, to a man and a woman, looked like blue-collar Midwestern people. Yeah. Not an attractive face in the lot. <laughs> and that's the way we like it here in real America. <laughs> well, no, if anyone was paying attention to the Iowa caucus and everything, you saw what we fucking were repping out there. I mean, Everybody that's in this movie is... Pro-MAGA. <laughs> they all vote for Trump. <laughs> well, Trump is a badass, very much like most of our characters yes, are badass. very much so. <laughs> He's a big old... What was with his hand and the blood splotches? Uh, what I heard, and I believe it's uh, blisters from golfing. I believe that that makes sense. That actually does make a lot of sense. He's, I, just, he's that frail, soft, you know, he's that soft as like baby's ass hands. <laughs> he's never done a hard day with labor in his life. The hardest labor he has is like the grease pouring out of whatever he's eating. Right. And maybe sometimes that's really hot and it scolds him. So maybe that was it. Could've he got been. a really hot know. cheeseburger and he was like, fucking, this is hot stuff. I'm putting it right in my mouth. But uh, yeah, this is what we're doing it this week. This Matt. Mark Swellen, another misunderstood genius. You're going to understand it by the end of this episode. But, uh, yeah, bravo, Mark. You had, he just made it happen. Like, there's so many people that are like, I'd love to do a movie, but I can't because of this, or I can't because of that. No excuses. No. Yeah. This is what I love. Like, one of my litmus tests for people is if they like American movie, which is a movie about people making the movie, you know? Yeah. But... During that, it's like you see the challenges. You see everything in front of you, and they went and they fucking did it. And even if it's not good, they put effort. They put time. They got all everyone they could involved. It was so fucking difficult. You got to see how hard it is. Mark went through all that. And I want to give Mark a kudos for something else. His action in this movie, more entertaining than a lot of the action we see. His yeah, I mean, choreography. For, for super low-budget, super low-budget movie, Decent action. I get, I you know, and, and decent um, filming of the action. Yeah. Like, I, I want to get Paul, that's something I need to get Paul London's opinion on because he loves martial arts scenes. Right. And I want to know how he feels about the martial arts in this movie because yeah. that Steiner fight was actually fucking good. Like, yeah. it felt like a it, real fight. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. It felt like, it looked like uh, when people are sparring. Yeah. You know, it didn't, you know. It looked like a fight to the death when things got hairy. They weren't just like, hey, let's back up and, like, you know, really make this a scene. No, they were rough and tumbling. They were rolling across it the like, ground. It looked like a pre-UFC MMA fight. Yeah. Man. Yeah, there was grappling. And all the shit looked like it connected. I yes. mean, it, they were, you know, yeah, he did a good job. He did a great job. And, again, it's like this guy had no idea what the fuck he was doing. He just got a camera, got people, put all his fucking together, and 
And thanks to this movie, apparently he got a job playing Bruce Lee and a bit part in American Shaolin. So. Unfortunately, you said that we don't know what's happened to him. And honestly. Well, no, I do know what happened to him. He owns a uh, safe cracking business in Buffalo. <laughs> he was also an iron worker, which explains why there's so many scenes at a steel mill in this movie. Because <laughs> I'm sure his like, boss said, oh, you, on the weekend, yeah, you can use the steel mill for shooting. <laughs> okay. Do we know? Do we know where he came from? Because he seems like he came out of nowhere, Murray. Uh, what do you mean, where he came from? Like, do we have any history on him outside? No, of I don't know anything about his martial arts background at all. I could, I looked, I put, typed in Mark Swetland, martial artist. Nothing came up, or something about blood and steel came up. I'm, but nothing I'm, about. I, I assumed that he had won some competition somewhere, right? Maybe he did, like upstate New York. I don't know. I'm a little worried because this is starting to sound like he has one of Steven Seagal's backgrounds. Well, yeah, I, I there, up till about five months ago, he didn't exist, according to the internet. That's terrifying. And then when Blood and Steel came out, and people are like, "Who is this mi- mysterious man?" I I'm a little nervous doing this episode now because you know how we put things on the map. Vinegar Syndrome's listening intently right now. They yeah, have my house. And they still don't give us a deal on anything. I know they have but, my house uh, bugged. Because they want to listen to the live feed. Just like Taylor wants to listen to the live feed. No. She's still harping over you, dude. Tay Tay, get over it. And She's by the way, I can't wait till tomorrow when my team destroys your sloppy second team. <laughs> the Chiefs. She get to leave uh, Kelsey for... She, well, she's gonna, yeah, she, for, uh, for Josh. Oh, Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. Oh, and he's, okay. uh, apparently, he's dating some like minor celebrity. So. I'd imagine. So <laughs> I like how you threw that in there. You just slipped that one in. There's some... <laughs> Minor celebrity. <laughs> In my world, you're a minor celebrity, Taylor. Well, Murray, we know we're going to do 45 hours on this. I couldn't believe we did two and a half on Blackbird. I was like, Griff, 90-minute episode, maybe. Maybe we can... No, two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. We, the, 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 the movie dictates the length of the, the episode. We don't... I mean, we have like a we have the notes just so we know which way we're going with everything, but we don't plan on where the questions will lead us. That's just something right. that happens during, you know. Right. I mean, if you want, we could do 40 minutes of this. <laughs> uh, she sucks. Bad haircut. And She's not attractive. <laughs> Seth Rogen. And then make it. some kind of like we're high on weed joke or something. We could do that. Yeah. And get thousands and thousands of listens. I haven't had enough alcohol to enjoy this episode. Well, I've never heard that one before. No, never heard it. Uh, Are you going to go out to the balcony? Your deck, maybe? My private balcony. Yeah. Take Swami out there. Oh. See what That's I did there? That's a very inside joke. Yeah, right I know. There. But, all right, we're going to get to this. All you sweat hogs out there, we know you love the fucking sweatland. We're going to take you a trip to the sweatlands with this movie entitled Blood and Steel. There is a place without boundaries. A place without limits. Love is that place. A place that is about to be violated. Murdered. 
my sister. Get You gotta be kidding. You mean one guy just took you all on? His blinding passion is to destroy the den of evil who have brought chaos and offended his family. And from a distant land comes Steiner, a fighter who is unequaled in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Don't die if you fight me. I'm paid to be here, and I'm gonna kill you. Blood and steel. What follows is an all-out tour de force battle of martial arts. Sweatland shatters the domain of corruption. All right, go and go, uh... We just came back. I had to see what the <laughs> fuck Griff was talking about with this, this YouTube blood and steel review, and I am so disgusted <laughs> with this country we live in. These guys fucking sucked. If there's, you know, and they we... had what sixty thousand views <laughs> for their shitty fucking review of this movie. Oh my god! Fuck this! What is what is it, people? Is it you have to see us? Is that it? <laughs> it's not enough that you hear us because these guys didn't even weren't even appealing visually. <laughs> and the guy, one of them, had a nerve to wear a cannon shirt. Fuck you. <laughs> You see why I came in hot today, audience? Yes. Because I came across that. And we actually fucking try our hardest to make... I don't know if we try our hardest, but still, we put more effort into it than these fuckheads. Right. And literally... Literally, it was like 40 minutes of guys, <laughs> that's fucking lame. I didn't expect a slasher movie. That's the commentary yeah, you in get. In that fucking monotone that Griff did, too. Like they're, they're not even expressive in how they say they're boring shit. Right. Fuck these guys. The only thing missing there is our faces aren't yeah. out there because everybody in the comments is like, I'm glad you guys reviewed this because this movie is entertaining. One guy had my hot take. The action's more fun than John Wick. Yeah. So, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> what the fuck? All righty. The world's not fair. We got a job to do, Murray. Yeah, we got to do a real review. We got we to gotta pitch this movie to Vinegar Syndrome so they can make $40,000 off of us. No. Oh, I thought we were doing the bit now where we just get really quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and someone goes swimming. Well, people loved it, yeah. I 60 know. 60-some-out thought people loved it. I, I saw yeah. that. So we're opening and I want to let everybody know. Don't think we don't have video because we don't, we're don't attractive. We're way better looking than those guys on top of it. Jesus Christ. Better, sexier voices, better looking, funnier, all around entertaining. I mean... We just talked about. Is that we supposed? You... Are we supposed to just drink beers? Is that funny? I guess so. I guess I, that's the thing to do. I'm, so, I'm sorry. We have to vent, but it's just like when you see garbage. I understand. That's what I understand. Like the people, like the musicians and the the, the filmmakers that we love, probably feel the same way. Yes, they're not being appreciated, and they see the tripe that is being lauded, they're getting all the flowers. Right. We're not even getting petals, let alone flowers. Oh, my God. We and you do, and it, may, it causes bitterness because you're like, what? This is garbage. Right. Garbage. Right. There's better content out there. 
Yeah. Yeah. Even if you, all I ask is don't even listen to us. Just stop listening to those guys. I agree with that. Right there. Right there. Motherfuckers have commercials paying them. (laughs) That really fucking annoys me. But anyway. Anyway. Blood and steel. By the way, I was, when I was with, you know, here's another thing we put effort into if these shitheads like this don't. I'm like, what's our opening song going to be? There's got to be a Man of War song called Blood and Steel. It just sounds, it just reeks of Man of War. And sure enough, there is a Man of War song called Blood and Steel. But when I heard the fi- the ending song of this movie, I said, no, this has to be the opening song. The one thing that Swetland wasn't involved with. Yeah. But he approved it. He said, that's the song. It's insane. We've done three movies now. Yeah. And the one done by a musician had the least music in it. Yeah. Well, he did have the opening song he wrote for, yes. you know. Right. And you know what? It's a simple, it just repeats the chorus and everything. But I enjoyed it. And he should have done a lot more of it. Yeah. So, dancing. Also, on. I didn't plan this much. Nothing's ever planned with this show. If you listen to the show long enough, you'll see well, that. Well, the movie's planned. But, well, the movie's planned. But as far as, I didn't just notice this until recently. Every single movie we've done this month, revenge for someone being killed. Danzig, yeah. Death Riders, Avenging Sister, Sister. Uh, John S. Rat's Dangerous Men. It was about avenging uh, husband. Well, uh, brother, husband and hun- brother, husband and brother. Well, fiance, fiance and brother. Uh, Blackbird Sibling. avenging fiance. Yep. And then this movie, Avenging Sister, it's back to sister again. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot we did Blackbird. That is just a black hole in my memory. Yeah, we just we literally talked about it in the beginning. Of I this know, episode. and I completely yeah. blanked yeah. out You're on it. You're not alone, Phil. Yeah, we, yeah. we all. <laughs> that is that movie. It <laughs> yeah. is a black yeah. hole. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what is it? Blood and Steel. So we're opening up on a classic suburban white middle class, like lower middle working class. Cl- yeah, working yeah. class. Yeah, you know how we can tell. Above ground pool. That's, Tiny, that's the poor people's. Well, yeah. People look down on Rich people have this fucking. The, in ground. In grounds. Yeah. <laughs> above ground, you're, you're trash. It felt like you were struggling for in ground you're after a, you said above ground. You're aspiring <laughs> to be an in ground person. Yes. But you can't. And to make it even more low rent they had like a plywood platform they made yep, they built the upper deck so you could actually like step up and as our dive. friends on the yeah. internet told us she's trying to dive into a four-foot pool it was five she foot, wasn't by the way it's five foot yeah. murray is so good you would be oh. perfect for tinder and everything because you can look at an object tell where the person's at by the object and go that person right. is x amount of inches tall you don't yeah. even do height all Approximate. Right. You do inches. Right. Yeah. I've done enough of carpentry in my life that I can I do that. It's, it's innate. Inc- it's incredible. It's one of the many talents I have that those shitheads don't have. That's right. Well, we're multifaceted, talented people. Right. We live real lives. We have more to say right. than <laughs> bad. <laughs> well, what's not people. bad? This movie. <laughs> this above uh, this movie. I think it looks like it was shot on film. Oh my hundred percent. There's there's a grain to it. It claims it came out in 1990. We are in Buffalo, after all, so it's possible it is 1990, yeah. but it looks so early 80s. It's incredible. Every guy's a mustache. Yes. It's incredible that they kept sportswear off people, because if this is early 90s, the Buffalo Bills merch would be out of this world. Yeah. Yeah. And Maybe, but, but I think Sweatland is looking for a timeless kind of feel. He's like, I don't want it to be set in this particular era. 
You know, there are no OJ jerseys. Right there. Misunderstood genius. He knew I can't have sports merch because that'll time my movie. Right. And I want it to be timeless. Right. Because I can't. Pin, I just said a minute ago, I can't pinpoint the time. No. So I'm like, 82? No. According to according IMDb, it's 1990. Yeah, it looks like early 80s, maybe late 70s, like yeah. by the outfits and everything. So it, The it hairstyles. Is, the cars. Cars, The yeah. fact that these like white middle trash people are <laughs> <Middle> driving. <laughs> well, yeah, like I said, remember, we're in Midwest America, the Rust Belt. Yeah. Very the Buffalo, very similar to Detroit. We know the vibe. I grew up in a white middle trash family, so yeah. I'm okay. Uh, I'm right. one of them. It's okay. Right, yeah. We had an above ground pool. Yeah, we all the, the neighborhoods in this movie. The neighborhoods Griffin I grew up in. Yeah, tract houses everywhere. You're not allowed to live in a house. They don't build these houses anymore because yeah. they're they don't yield enough money or whatever. You, you need can a build big a mansion. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Like I have surrounded by right fucking garbage we're supposed to be talking about this movie <laughs> this is probably why people don't listen to us and listen to these shitheads that it might be <laughs> it's too much about maybe us maybe we need to look at ourselves <laughs> maybe we need to stop talking about ourselves you're right <laughs> by the way i apologize for that the half hour last week in blackbird about shit that had nothing to do with yeah. blackbird if you're a new listener yeah sorry but we had to do something to make it interesting for us and you right all right so judy is out swimming in her white trash above ground, but a little night, little not skinny dipping, but not this, skinny dipping, which is the wrong way to do it. If you're going to be out swimming at night, you got a skinny dip. I think it's the law. You have to be naked when you swim at night. <laughs> I was worried where you're going with that one. Yeah, the law says take your fucking clothes off. Um, we go inside the nice middle trash. As Griff calls, they coined the phrase middle trash. <laughs> That, was that just like a poor white person who has a job? Is that yeah, middle no, trash? That's the people who are actually doing okay in life and can yeah. afford an above ground pool. Yeah. White trash can't. They right. have the fucking like uh, little plastic pools you put your feet into. Yeah. And a guy off probably right off working his middle trash job at like <laughs> I got some kind of factory. Well, steel factory probably. Yeah. He probably works at the same factory that Mark yeah. does. He's grabbing a beer. Stubby. A non-ironic Pep's Blue Ribbon. He really enjoys the flavor. And he's just like, hey, where's Kathy at? Because like Griff said, this is upstate New York, yet everyone sounds like they're from fucking Chicago. The classic thing to say about British people is terrible teeth and all that. Uh, man, everybody in this movie had awful teeth. And awful hair and awful faces. <laughs> it was incredible. Okay. Uh, and then Judy goes, she's on her way over. She'll be right here. And we linger in this pool. And it's like, how much? Mitch Hedberg said it best. How much fun can you have in an above ground pool? I'm looking at your feet. You get in. You get out. You dive off the fucking deck a few more times. And then Judy is just hanging out, kicking her feet. Yeah, there was a nice uh, foot fetish at Tarantino. Tarantino studied this movie. There's a lot of references to Kill Bill in this movie. Again, once you get too far into the filming world Or should world I say Kill Bill has a lot of blood and steel references. Yeah, when you get too far into the filming world, you get in your own head. You're like, I got to do it this way. I got to do this way. You got to look at some fresh new takes on film. You know, need to, I need to check the credits for Kill Bill. I could, I bet fight choreographer Mark Sweatland. It might have been, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 So Judy, she's just, just kicking her feet up for the camera, giving a nice foot fetish shot for everybody. That's right. We get a jump scare. Cat shrieks out or something, and she clutches the pearls she's not wearing. Well, we see a mysterious figure in the background in a ski mask, 
watching. Right. Lurking. Right. And at first, when I watched this the second time, I was like, there's no reason for this. No. Like I said at the opening, Mark tied everything together. Seamless. Seamless movie. So, jump scares over. She relaxes. She puts her feet, you know, kicks back up. She's arms resting on the side of the fucking uh, pool here, kicking her feet out again. When suddenly a blade's at her throat. And he just slashes her throat. Blood trickles a little. I mean, it's a, it's a low-budget movie. We yeah. don't have the prosthetics, all right? There's no Tom Savini on this fucking set. Yeah. So, Kathy, we see her driving. Do, 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 Somehow do, do. even less attractive than Judy. I don't know how they <laughs> did that. But, yeah, she's driving in her car. She comes up. She Does she, she, even, does she spot Judy? I don't remember. We, we take our time here. Mark really, again, it wants to set things up. So she's like, he, Mark's thinking, what about her keys? Okay, she parks. We see her put the car in park. We see how the stick shift works and everything. We see she's got a clutch. Think about all these details Mark's giving us. This is not a Danzig movie. He's giving us details. She There's tur- actually stuff happening in the yeah. lingering shots. There's someone just staring off into space. <laughs> yes. She turns to uh, her purse and puts her keys in the purse and, and leaves the purse. And zips it up. Yeah, zips it up and then yeah. leaves the purse in the car. Gets out, goes up, and just like, oh, Judy? Judy! Judy! Oh, no! Mike! Mike! Well, she goes in the house. I don't so remember the- if she even saw it. Did she see Judy? I don't even remember. She saw Judy. All right, she goes in the house. Mike! Judy's been killed. And then we just see some feet in a, in a room. and She starts all... slowly walking towards the feet. And you're thinking, oh, no, someone's going to jump out and get her. Well, no. The person waiting to jump out and get her is already behind her. It's Ski Mask Man. And he attacks her. And she's on the ground. And we get beautiful. This hat, I think Mark did this fully work, too. Yes. Because she's clawing, as she's being dragged, she's clawing at the carpet, and there's a tear of a, like a towel. Yes. Rip. Yeah, it's some kind Great. of cloth or something. Seamless. Seamless. Uh, she manages to struggle away, and Mark did a great job with the struggles. They do look pretty real. She, she gets, was probably another one of his students. Right. Yes, good yeah. point. She gets into the kitchen where she goes in and finds the biggest knife possible. Classic move. Yeah. And... Baklava guy, I don't know if it fogged over or something, but he doesn't really seem to be paying close attention to the fact that she's wielding a knife now. Cause she's, she's, a, she's just a frail woman. He's not He's not intimidated. Yeah, maybe he thought he was Jason Voorhees or something because he didn't seem to put up much resistance to her just putting a knife in his chest. In his shoulder. And she gets away, gets in her car, and like we pointed out, Mark sets it up so the tension builds because she's got to unzip her purse. Right. She has to struggle inside, Kleenex, tampons, everything's coming out. Even when she fucking gets out the back door, we all know how women gravity works in these kind of movies. She falls immediately, and she str- she's got to punch her legs to get them to function again. Then she gets to the car. Then she's doing the fucking death struggle with her purse, getting through everything. She's got five different kinds of pepper spray in here. She starts the car up, and then the guy reaches in, still with the knife in his fucking shoulder. Yeah, didn't bother. Grabs at her, but she takes off. Yeah, he just, like, pinned her throat to the back of the headrest. And we see her reaching, because, again, he showed us how the clutch works and everything. And we see her perfectly maneuver it. It's like she trained for this. Takes off. 
Then we they see the killer. He pulls the knife out finally, drops it to the ground. We notice he's in all black, white shoes. Is yeah. Lemmy Kilmeister the villain? Is he the killer? He might be. He might be. Because that's a Lemmy look, all black with white shoes. And the baklava covers everything, the facial hair that you would uh, expect to see. Yeah. There's, well, there, there's an actor in here who has Lemmy facial hair, yes. too. He's black. But... I did see a protrusion where his warts Mole? are. Yeah, okay. yeah, his moles. Yeah. And then we go right to credits. A lot of kung fu credits. Yeah, a lot of flipping, a lot of turning. Uh, you know, Mark's having the time of his life putting this film together. And that's maybe that's our big get, Murray. Maybe that's our big break as we get Max, Mark Sweatland. <laughs> Max Sweatland. <laughs> Mark Sweatland on an interview. Mark, if you're listening, and I know you are, fellow Buffalo bro, let's do it. Buffalo bro. And I'm sorry I said. Buffalo brothers. Middle trash. That's what you say, and you fuck Taylor Swift, your Buffalo Brothers. Buffalo Brothers. <laughs> All right, so now Mark. You know, I I could totally – it makes fitting that Mark did one of those uh, Paul London movies. He would be the perfect hero in that world, the yes. silly world. I think they're called seasonal films. I don't remember yeah. what it was. Like Blood like- Moon. He would have been perfect for that. I think he's a little too goofy for like a Seagal movie or what have you, a canon movie. I don't think he could have done that. Yeah. But he would have been perfect in this world. I mean, he did a great job considering he has no talent. Like, uh, not talent. No acting <laughs> talent. Uh, no, no real acting chops. So, like, yeah. he, hasn't, he hasn't worked through it all. You're seeing him try to figure it out as. Well, there's a lot of emotional scenes. Yeah. He's trying. And he fucking. Nowadays, if a guy made a movie like this, he would not be able to do half of what Mark did. He would he would have turned it into an AEW comedy, right? And it would have been awful. But he fucking he tried. Why? Mark's not self aware. He believes in himself and what he's doing. He might not be good at it, but he believes in himself. Yeah, and that's what makes this movie entertaining. No matter what those guys on YouTube say. So we're waking up and we're checking out this fish tank. And we're really checking out this fish tank. We're I, watching we, it for like one nine fish, minutes. two fish, green fish, blue fish. That's, that's right. What I said. And yeah, and then we see Mark's face just pop in. Hey, fishies! And then he greets his dog. This is interesting because they also brought up John DeHart and their video, but they didn't do it for this reason. You remember how John had to show off his dog? Yeah, that's what I that's, I wrote that in my notes. Yeah, yeah, because uh, maybe it's a martial art guy thing. You have really? to you have to put dominance on your dog, right? So he gets downstairs where he pulls out a tiny produce bag full of dog food, and he's like, "You're gonna have to work for this food, girl." You have to beg for it. Beg so. for it. That's an interesting use of words there. Mm-hmm. But he starts showing off her tricks for the camera. Which is just getting on their hind legs, which is which flashbacks to John DeHart. He does the exact same scene. The except, bagging. Except John DeHart had a little toy poodle, white poodle, with a little black belt on That's her. right. That's a little cuter than this It was. <laughs> it was. John DeHart did it better. But uh, things are going well and all that. He's just she's, ready for the day, greeting the day. Can't wait to get out there, go to the steel mill. She's eating. He's got two eggs out. He cut an orange in half. And then he's got a glass empty. And I'm like, what is this breakfast he's preparing? <laughs> is he going to crack the eggs into the glass and squirt the orange juice in there and just fucking shoot it? <laughs> just as he's about to do that, <laughs> his girlfriend Marie arrives. Okay. 
<laughs> uh, how do I say this in today's? You don't. You don't have to say much about it, Murray. You don't have to do. I a have lot. to paint a picture. Okay. Perfect Midwest girlfriend. Yes. I told. I totally believe this was his girlfriend in real life, or it was the daughter of somebody who gave some funding to this movie. Yeah. Uh heavy set, I guess. Is that the yeah, that word works. I could use? Yeah. Heavy set girl, midwest corn fed, we call it corn midwest. <laughs> and she's just like Mark. Mark but we mentioned his character is named Mark Sweatland. <laughs> yeah. He's playing himself yeah. in this movie. That's okay. You can do that. And so she knocks at the door and both him and the dog turn towards the door and he goes, Keep eating. I'll check this one out. <laughs> and then Marie's like, Mark, we need to talk. Something. And then he goes, goes the dog comes out. He goes, quiet. <laughs> Go lie down. He just screams at his dog. I know. I was like. A sweet little dog. I know. <laughs> it was immediately turned on Mark Swetland. I was like, you bastard. That dog didn't even bark. <laughs> he just turned the corner and was like looking like, hey, I love Marie. <laughs> and he was like, no. Get the fuck out of here, you stupid shit. So Marie's like, Mark, Judy's dead. No mention of Mike at all. Mike is the husband who got his neck broken, by the way. No one cares about Mike. He might be Mark's brother in real life. Might be, yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of sweatlands in the the, uh, credits. So he's like, what? My sister... How could it be? Emotions, crying, tears. Jumps up, zoom in, throws a fist up a la Bruce Lee. Oh, no, he's just down by his waist. You just see him, like, turn it into a fist, and as he's turning it into a fist, he's doing it so hard, all of his knuckles crack. You hear somebody's breaking some celery. Yeah, and then for some reason, there's also a gong to go along with it. You see, Mark, the details... Fantastic. Cut to Marie. She's looking at a photo of people that weren't, uh, I'm assuming Kathy and maybe Mike. Are you going to put this up on Twitter? I gave it to you. I don't know. I, people want it. I'll put it up. They want it. They want that they can decipher it. I mean, I'm, all, I'm game for it. We I'm, need, we need some kind of comment, something to get people involved. I, I, I know. Right. Apparently just need our faces next to it. I, this is such an interesting photo. Cause this is supposed to be Mark's house. But this is clearly not a picture of Mark and either uh, of the people. Well, yeah, one's a woman. Yeah. But <laughs> well, yeah, one looks like he's a Swetland. Yes. But I don't think it's Mark because he doesn't have the blonde bowl cut. He has like a brown bowl cut. Right. And then the girl is like a 10-year-old child or something. But she No, it, was, it looked, like a, looked like a grown woman. It wasn't a child. There's you no, thought that was a grown there's no woman? Chi- that, she was not a child. There's I no, thought she was a child. No, no, okay. At, I, see, at, at, I see what we're doing at, here. At worst, <laughs> 15, 16, at the youngest. No, what, we think she was 10? No. I thought she was 10. No, you're I totally she, wrong. I thought she was Because it was fucking Kathy. It was a girl that plays Kathy. Okay, that makes sense. But they... One has like a uh, fucking uh, oh, certificate of karate, and the other one has a karate right, trophy. They're wearing karate geese. And yeah. Marie... Again, no one in this movie is a trained actor, but Marie was... I thought you could say no one in this movie is attractive, but... <laughs> Marie had to be the worst of them because yeah. she's constantly hiding a smile. And so a friend just died, two friends, although Mike obviously is not a friend. 
And the sister of the man she loves. Yes. And she's just Mike, who gives a fuck? hiding Mike, a little you know? smile and looking uh, into this photo. And I was just like, what the fuck? All right. Now we're going to meet our villain. We're at a construction site. We assume it's construction site. I think it's a steel mill. But it's in those well, little offices. Is it like, like, the, those, the, like the trailers? Yeah, the trailer yeah. offices. Yeah. And we see our main villain, Mr. Patterson. Mm-hmm. Mm. Who's clearly wearing a wig? Like it's Great. from this. It's from the Stavros collection. Great hair from Kojak. It's a curly wig. It's a, what? Who does he look like? He looks like somebody. He looks like a lot of people. At first, I was like, he's Jack Black with blue eyes. No, he looks older than Jack Black. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, okay. He's like there's somebody who looks, but he's like a fat guy, fat Midwest guy with a beard, a graying beard. Mm-hmm. Pitch black curly hair. It's oh, a yeah. fucking full wig. Oh yeah, it's great. This guy, I think this guy was a n- not a good actor. I think he was in a lot of these level movies though. I don't think you, I don't think anyone in this, this no. movie was ever in a I'm movie calling again. It now. Except for I Mark think Swetland. he showed up and said, "Yeah, I want, I want my, I know how to build the heat. I'm gonna have this big gray beard and then this awful Stavros jet black curly hair." I don't believe that. I believe that's that guy's wig he wears in his real life. I, God. Sweatland, come on, man. Interview. And he he gets on the horn. That's what they call the phone. And he's Yeah, he had a call waiting for him when he got in the office. And he is pissed. Damn it! I told you not to leave without it. And we're like, what is it? What is going on? We're already infested. I want to know. I know. Mark, jeez, tease me a little more. And he's like, look, I got another plan. Lay low for now. Tell all the boys to lay low. Got something worked out. Get me, he goes to the secretary, get me Hank and Ed. Stat. All right, Hank and Ed, I can't wait to, oh, he's already an unsavory character, this Mr. Patterson. I, I don't know about this Hank and Ed. So cut to, we're at Kathy's house with Kathy and, I don't know if it's Kathy's dad or Mark's dad. I don't know who this guy is. Bob, I think Bob. was his name. And uh, Kathy is explaining what happened because she was at the scene of the crime. Yes. And again, no emotion. Maria's still kind of smiling a little bit. I stabbed the killer in the shoulder, Mark. Because Mark wants full revenge, like any good action hero would. Yes. But he has, has no leads. I stabbed him in the shoulder. You should look for someone with a shoulder wound. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Mike got his neck snapped. Well, who cares about Mike? So Kathy is telling Mark that her and Judy actually bumped into some guys who pulled knives on her. Speaking oh. of people with knives, the other day we bumped into guys with knives. Because Mark, of course, does the thing. Why would anybody want to stab you? Like, what What could have happened? Oh, well, we did have this one run-in after we were done at the zoo. We're almost raped. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think there's a connection? <laughs> is is Mark saying something about women not reporting, uh, you know, Well, assault? these women were well-trained martial artists, so they so didn't really they have to. So maybe they thought the cops would come after them. For- no, they were like, we don't need protection we're our own oh, protection. We're, our we're, own. Le- we're, we're, we're take it into our own hands right we're lethal weapons okay so she's like yeah we were at the zoo and we might have got a photo of these guys what you almost got a photo yeah with judy's camera whoa why do you have judy's camera i love that mark <laughs> sounded very upset about that he, he's covering every base because why would she that's he, a good point you, is is he throwing some shade on uh, on Kathy here though? Is he like Kathy? Are you suspicious? 
no, he's just it's just Mark Swetland going like I'm gonna <laughs> everything's gonna make sense. Okay, okay. He probably spent his whole life writing the screenplay. <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, and I have the film. Maybe we'll get a lead if we develop this film. Why didn't you go to the police? And then they're like, Well, let me explain. And I love how they do the transition though, because she's in the mid sentence saying, there's "Let be- me." There's beautiful. There's another beautiful transition we'll get to later. There's beautiful transitions in this movie. Yeah, there is. Mark Mark did a fucking good job. All right, we're going into that fucking transition. Kathy and Judy are, you know, they're in their very fancy car that a middle trash family would have. You know, young girls working at a gas station eight hours a week could afford. Can't afford any eight car hours nowadays. a week. Eight hours a week, man. Uh, wow. That's a hard eight hour hours. Hour and a half a day or something That's like that? a hard eight hours. Hard. A car breaks down, and we'll find out later what the deal is. But a car painted like a roll of lifesavers rolls down. Do you notice that? I did notice. It was mostly red, <laughs> and then in the middle it had the rest of the lifesavers. It was like, is this a gay pride car? Because it was like a rainbow on the side. It was full of mustache dudes and, and it was like some, It was some kind of muscle car, like a Trans Am or some yeah. shit like that. I don't know my cars, but I do know yeah. it was, like you yeah. said, lifesaver. It's, it's a white trash car. It's know? a metal white trash car. Metal and it's white. full of guys. There's, I think there trash. were two cars, weren't there? Because there were a lot of guys. It was, was it a clown car? Because like no, 20 was, guys get out of this car. Well, Murray, when you had bench seating, you could get away with shit like this. One guy <laughs> jumps out. Wearing something from the Rob Halford collection, <laughs> he's got a leather sleeveless shirt with like like suspend like studded suspenders and a little leather cap with like metal studs along the brim. I remember there's two cutouts like up by his collarbones too, just like little slits so you could see the skin under there. But then he also had the effect, like if you remember the cowbell Will Ferrell scene where his belly kept popping out. Yeah. This guy, he didn't have a full halter top. He just wanted like an inch or two. What's a leather shirt? Leather's expensive. Dude. Yeah, that's true. So oh. he just couldn't afford it. Right. Like maybe he gets another inch stitched on every year. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so he's got this little bit of gut hanging out and, of course, mom jeans on. Right, and he's like, "Oh, hey, lady, you need some help? Yeah, could you help us? Yeah, let me check it out. Pop the hood, look on. Oh, Sister Coil, your coil wire. It come here. See, this is your coil wire. It's loose. It must have been vibrating, and it just came loose. Well, I got something that vibrates. And now, like, oh my god, we're thinking these are some good Samaritans. We think they're good Samaritans. This dude, again, you can't judge a book by its cover. Well, I, this guy's like total cruising like outfit. <laughs> good, I, I judged him. He had a fucking, he had a plaid fucking rag hanging out the <laughs> yes. back of his pants, and we know what that means if you listen to the cruising so episode. Mark, you know that Mark really threw us a curveball here, because yeah. he was like, everyone who knows knows this guy's gay, and he's of course he's going to be helpful. But right. then, and, and does not have a mustache. He's the one guy yes, without a mustache. No facial hair, period. Yeah. So then when the vibration w- comment comes up, we cut over to the rest of his crew drinking stubbies and driving. All right? So we know these are mischievous dudes. One guy's got greasy black hair and a mustache. His gut's hanging out. He's wearing a blue polo, baby blue polo. But they're not racist. They're not. People would think a middle trash guy would be racist, but middle- you got one black guy. He's the one black guy you see at the metal shows that goes with him. That's right. He's got the Lemmy mutton chops connected to a mustache look going on. He's got fucking big arms, too. 
Well, he's a martial artist. I mean, he's not huge, but he had some fucking jacked arms. And so they're like, well, hey, thanks. If that was all. And the guy's like, hey, you give me a reward. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Minding the rudeness. Again, this is Midwest kindness. That guy was fucking rude as shit about it. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Let me go. Can I borrow money from you? Yeah, of course. Just going along with it. So Kathy gets her purse out, hands it to Judy. And the guy, uh, call him Rob, Rob Halford guy, yoink, go. grabs the purse away, Start, griffing yeah. all through it. Oh, Matt, there's so much griffing in this movie. Uh. Starts ripping through it. Oh, hey, cool, 20 bucks. 20 bucks, fellas. And then they're yelling stuff at him, and he's still fumbling through shit going, yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know. And he loses focus, and he goes, here, you guys have fun with this. Throws them the purse. <laughs> they're dumping beer. They're pulling out the tampons. They get the fucking pepper And spray. then they pull out her fucking license. They go, oh, oh. Judy Sweatland. It's 1313 Mockingbird Lane, Buffalo, New York. I'll remember that. And then they're like, hey, there's a camera in here, too. Yeah, this is this is where our, uh, oh, Jim Hanzik, I think. Tom Hanzik. Tom Hanzik. The black guy. The black guy. He walks over the car and notices there's a very fancy camera on there with a really big lens on it. Telephoto lens. Right. And so he pulls it out, and he's like, hey, fucking check this out. He did not sound like that at all. Okay. I got a lens and a Griffith camera. Griffith doesn't want to sound racist doing a black guy voice. That's a good point, and I did a good job of it. Uh, uh, and so he's like, hey, get a picture of me with these bitches. And then he goes up, hi, my name is Tom Hansick. And then, she, and then he puts his arms around him, and then they're like, all right, all right, that's enough. Time to rape. Get that blonde girl. Tom, you keep your eye on this less, less good-looking brunette. We're all going to run a train on this blonde. So they head out to this open field. I'm glad you – like, I, I was having trouble with this line, but I think you, you, you heard it the same way I did. Tom goes, I'm going to give you my chocolate chip dip. I thought he said, I was like, did he say dick? Or I had to go back and listen yeah. to it again. I put closed captioning on yeah. me, you, and closed <laughs> captioning her chocolate chip dip. Yeah. Because okay. so, dick makes more sense. But I was, yeah. but it was dip. That's what I heard. He was doing the uh, old wrestling thing where you don't use swear words. You use words that in plays are kind of even worse. Like that chocolate chip dip. Somehow it's worse. Next time. It's chocolate chip. Hey, lady, how would you like some chocolate chip dip? <laughs> You're gonna have to practice that in front of the mirror. <laughs> it's a tongue speak. twister. <laughs> <laughs> so they take uh, Judy to like a, a field across the street. This is a very like wooded, heavily wooded, like two lane road. Oh yeah. Car even drives by and doesn't even do anything. Naturally, Midwest. Yeah. They of course waved and said, "You have a headlight out. Right. Get that checked on." So they're ready, ready to rape Judy, but she's ready to kick some ass and kick as she kind of does. Kind of. Uh, I mean, she clearly wasn't a student of Mars Wetlands because her flacking. She's like beginner. You know, she's in her first year. She's uh, what is that? A white belt? Is yeah. A beginner. I think so. Yeah. She she's got the ideas down, but she doesn't have the execution down. She's doing it like. We all did as little kids, and we were doing trying to copy a Bruce Lee movies. A lot of hiyas, yeah, a lot of kiyas, and a lot of just rigid kicks. What we call the sweet stand kicks. Yeah, Nothing she... getting above her waist. Nothing getting above their waist, which actually works into her favor. 
But there is a guy coming at her. Oh, yeah. We need to talk about this. Uh, Rob is our leather boy. Yeah. His knife acting. Clearly, he went to like a weekend course because he had that knife. He's licking it. He's rubbing it on the empty void in his leather jacket. Like I think maybe a correspondence course on correspondence. Yeah. I mean, I, it seemed like he took out like a little thing to sharpen whetstone. it, a whetstone to sharpen mm. it with, which you actually do have to wet well, this it. This is his one shot. You it know? is. He's like, I want to be up on the stage like Rob Halford. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to do it unless I really show off. But it was uh, the greasy black-haired mustache man who uh, Kathy actually steals the knife from, kicks the other people, chucks the knife into greasy black-haired man's toe. Yeah, and I was saying earlier, this this is no Tom Savini movie. This is a great Tom Savini gag. We get, we see the guy put his foot up, knife going through his foot. Yeah, no idea how they did that. No idea. It, it actually looked good. And it's like, ah, get that bitch! And then she fucking uh, Kathy hears that. So like, Tom's like, hi. Remember me, I'm Tom, <laughs> with a chocolate chip dip, and he puts his hand right on uh, the the front of the car. Hold on, it looks like the wire coil is about to pop coil again. Coil wire is getting loose, <laughs> and he's like, "What?" And he looks away, and then she kicks out the thing that holds up the the, 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 yeah, the, the hood. hood. Hood falls down on his hand, it, it incapacitates. It's- him. I had to, did they did they like chop his hand off because they made some mention like okay. what the fuck is that? Okay, there is a moment when they run back and I believe it's Kat, or Judy is getting into the passenger side. He goes, "What did you do to his hand?" <laughs> so I guess they completely removed his hand, but it is fantastic and it is classic wrestling. You get hit with a shoe and you are unconscious right. for days. Yeah. So Judy is surrounded by three guys. Three flawless still sweet stand kicks, and they all collapse. That's right. They got blood pouring out of their mouths and everything. Nobody got hit in the face at all. She couldn't get her <laughs> no, foot up that high. No. Greasy guy is still in the back looking at his knife toe. Oh, it's awful. Jump in the car, and then they're about to take off. And the cat's like, wait, your camera. Go get your camera. Right. So they grab the camera, and they head back. Back from the flashback. Back from the flashback. They have nothing. Mark goes, hey. I got a friend, Roy Adams. He's a detective now. Maybe he can help us. I'll get put in a call. He's a private investigator. Uh, this kid was like maybe 18. Maybe 18. Chubby yeah. little dude, starter mustache. Yeah. He would have been great in uh, Freaks and Geeks. He, yeah. he would have fit into that cast perfectly yeah. as a bully or something. All right, now... Mr. Patterson has his whole gang of elderly men. <laughs> it's just so good. Ed, Hank, I think, was yeah. in there. And he's just like, look, we got a situation going on right now. I don't want to slow down the operation. What is the situation? There was a, a picture. With- do- okay. okay, guys, just understand, we know what's going on here because we've seen the movie. This is very much a movie you got to watch twice to really get. But Misunderstood genius. Exactly. Mr. Patterson... It seems to be living in his own world. We don't understand that there's a connection between the gang we just saw and Mr. Patterson. Right. We don't understand there's a connection between uh, Judy and Mr. Patterson. So this is where we get a little bit more, like, uh, just um, not even full information about it. So he's just like, we must render this information impotent. And now what he's talking about is the camera. You need that cam. That's that was why. That's what the it 
that the masked man was trying to get at Judy's place. Right. But it was at Kathy's place, which is why they didn't get it. Right. Told you, seamless. 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 Patterson hands out the assignments to his elderly goons. Ed, set it up like Tom Hansick and his chocolate chip dip as an accident. Joe, find a replacement for Tom Hansick and his chocolate chip dip. Hank, tight security and you keep an eye on everything. Dead men don't talk and we can't risk slowing down this operation. <laughs> it's so coded. Like when, and when you watch it the first time, you're like, what the fuck is happening? Are these stories merging in some way? They are. They All are. right, now, so now we learn Marie does have some, this is why Mark keeps it around. She has some talent. She can develop film. <laughs> so she's in the dark room developing that film that Kathy and Judy had taken. Right. He's on the phone, on the horn, right. talking with Roy. And Roy's like, I'll be there, buddy. For your sister, anything. She is the hottest piece of ass in Buffalo. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> Are her and true. Mike going through trouble? Who's Mike? So... <laughs> You see, that's a dig yeah, at Mike. Yeah. No one gives a shit that he died. So, yeah, Mike's never mentioned ever again. Even, even though this even... character gets a name, too. Thanks, Charlie. Yeah, they don't even go to Mike's gravesite at the end. No, they don't. So, Mark, Sister Ma- Ma- Marie's like, Nero. Here are those, uh, those, those pictures developed. Hey, I, could re- I recognize this chocolate chip dip. That's Tom Hansick. He has his own dojo. I've, I've, I used to compete against him. What? Yeah, he's teaching. We should go find out. But I'll do it in the morning. I need to think this one over. Now, this I was talking about, the beautiful transition. Because there's a poster on the wall yes. with an open fire. Yes. And it zooms in. I John al- DeHart couldn't even do this. I almost got you a yeah. picture of that. Yeah. I was I, l- no, we need a gif of that. You want to get? Oh. Yeah, because that's got it. We, we might need to see the transition. Okay. Zoom in on the picture of a fire and then all of a sudden zoom out and it's a real fire and we're in a different scene now it was so good mark sitting on the carpet in front of the fire and usually we're used to this being coitus time you know you got nice music you got the champagne on ice there's a bucket of ice yeah yeah but no this is serious time this is self-reflection time macho man died you got to look into a flame and just reflect on what you're missing now he's super intense he's sitting indian style he's just staring crisscross applesauce staring into that fire and marie's worried she's like he's not like this oh my god she's wearing a buffalo tuxedo wind pants and a wind jacket and she's like mark What's going on? Let the, let the police handle this. Let me go to the police. Damn it, Mark. Only God has the right to take the life of others. I love you. And Mark chokes out the greatest I love you in return. The most convincing I love you I've ever heard. And the most awkward of all hugs. It was like well, it was like when you're like little kids and your mom makes you hug your sister. Oh, yeah. And I like, got you that picture, too. I, yeah. th- I mean, yes. that's... That I don't think the gift would, would be long enough. Like we could get that in the gift, but you got the picture. You should yeah. put that one up because he's got his arms extended onto his knees because he's in the crisscross and the applesauce, and she puts her head like near his forearm, not even up on the upper arm, on like the shoulder, I'm, like you, yeah, right. like you would do. And then eventually, to because real, he realizes, oh, I got to make this right. I got to make this look good for the movie. I love this woman in the movie. My character does. He finally slowly leans his head in there, and they kind of touch head to head. 
Did we mention that Mark has the worst bowl cut? No, we have moment? not yes. mentioned his hair. He's We've a... gone an hour. The one thing Mark did not do on this movie was hair. Yeah. Everyone did their own hair, and they did a bad job. Unless he did do his hair. He, did, he gets a haircut. It's but he's obviously movie. trying to channel Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee had the bowl cut in the 70s. Yes. So, I mean, this is a lot of Bruce Lee worship. So, next day, we're going to Tom's Dojo. And there's a guy at the front desk wearing a very tasteful shirt. Right. It says, try a virgin. Try a virgin. That's, that's got to be some kind of like product. Like, I don't know. Like, probably... Back in the 80s, we don't like remember. Hey, somebody, one of our fans might know. Yeah. That'd be interesting to find out if that was actually a product. Like, maybe it's Virgin Records. I don't know. Something right. Like something like that. But classic. Or it's just a creep shirt. It's yeah. Try a Virgin. Yeah. It's Big Johnson shirt. Try a Virgin. <laughs> He's classic Midwest trash. He's got gap teeth. He's got weird hair. He has a mustache. He's 19 and looks like he's 47. Because <laughs> he probably smokes three packs a day. <laughs> and drinks 42 beers a day. And Mark just, he's like, Tom's not here. He's, he was in a car accident. Tom is dead. All right? <laughs> Leave now, please, unless you want a class. And Mark just blows him off and just goes to the back part of the dojo. Hey, you can't do that. Only employees are allowed there. And Mark just nonchalantly, boom, just throws a fist up and knocks the guy out. That's right. Storms into, we see this little guy. I think his name was Rick. Is Rick, yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a class going on. Yeah, Even cool. though the, the owner's dead, Martial arts must go on. Owner's dead. Martial arts must go on. The instructor, Rick, who I, me and Griff have differing opinions on what this guy was channeling. True. I think it was He-Man meets Chuck Norris because okay. he has a beard and he has a dyed blonde page boy haircut. Right. Now, you think he looks like? Ken from Street Fighter Two era. Is that time? Does that play out time-wise? Uh, it wasn't like... Depending on when they filmed this, because mm-hmm. if it did get filmed around the nineties, well, we'll say nineteen ninety because that's what they say it came. I out. believe I believe Street Fighter Two was ninety two, so it doesn't okay. it doesn't pan out. Okay, but that blonde mullet, page boy mullet. Yeah, thing, it wasn't a mullet. It was a page boy. Page was, boy. Okay, it was, it was He-Man hair. The blonde page boy with the super dark eyebrows That's and Ken. dark beard. But the problem is the yeah. beard. Ken doesn't really do the beard, especially not in that era. But that's all I could see. And so I, I don't know if we'll get that up, but we might. So Mark walks in swinging his dick. He's ready for action. And Rick's like, you can't be here. This is fucking, this is for students only. Where the fuck is Tom? Well, Tom's dead. He's a car accident. I'm not leaving here till I get answers. And Rick's like, I'll give you some answers. Hey, you, attack him. And then we get a pretty decent fucking scene. He calls for Bobby, who was his black student with giant Urkel glasses on. (laughs) He did look like he was a fucking big-ass motherfucker. I don't know about a chocolate chip dip, but this guy was... (laughs) His chocolate chip dip. His chocolate chip dip. That is a tongue twister. (laughs) And in fact, you probably want a tongue twister on your chocolate chip dip. (laughs) But, yeah, he he gets taken... out by Mark, like it's no big deal. He just takes him. He out. gets seconds because he gets up first. Then all the other students get up, and Mark immediately goes zero to sixty. I have to murder every one of these people because right. he is no holds bar going at him. You know, well, they probably were involved with the death of his sister. Possibly at this point, Mark has convinced himself they killed my sister. Right. So you know what? 
it's wrong, but I can excuse Mark in his headspace for just trying to kill these people because he is doing so many lingering Bruce Lee punches where he's seething. <gasps> right. He's doing the Bruce Lee shrieks. Yeah, where he's flexing. Like, so I can't hard. do it. It's so high pitch. I can't do it. But you. <laughs> That's a little anime, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like someone can fuck with a tentacle in an anime. <laughs> it's a Let little more cry. like clip. Bruce Lee, I can't do it. I'm like, Wah! like that kind yeah. of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched a Bruce Lee movie in too yeah. long. It's probably the last time was when we, 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 covered, Theater. we covered Inner the Dragon. Yeah. That was, that was after the Redford Theater. Oh, okay. So he takes out all the students, but they're students. Of course, they're not going to beat the fuck the master but rick is like oh all right i know how that is takes off the fucking gi top flexing pulls out a pair of nunchucks that's right he and then rick some or not rick but uh mark somehow is like oh yeah no big deal i got tri chucks <laughs> right so instead of just the two on a chain he's got three on a chain just like george washington at 80 on the vine and three beats one because he takes Rick out, beats his ass. Just beats the shit out Jax of Jax grabs him by the throat, pins him against the wall. I want answers. I don't have any information. Tom he, Hanzik is dead. As far as he knows, Tom just employs him to teach people martial arts. He might have nothing to do with any of this shit. Right. And so, okay, first of all, we have a mini boss here in Rick. He's kind of a badass. He flexes. He's, he's the he, level one yeah, boss. He yeah. does have like a good body and everything, yeah. but bad hair, good body. Bad hair, good body. Good villain though. Yeah. Good villain though. I liked him. He had the look. He stands out. He's not some vanilla midget you see in AW. Exactly. I thought he he popped for sure. Yeah. And so seeing Mark beat him up, you're like, man, our guy really is a guy. I can right. believe in Mark. So he gets no information, but Mark will not leave with having the last word because Bruce Lee gets the last word. I'll leave, but know this. The war has started. So he rushes. Mark rushes back out where a tri-aversion guy (laughs) has recovered, (laughs) and Mark once again backfists him (laughs) into submission, Rushes into their office that Try a Virgin was sitting at (laughs) and just grifts everything. And you know what? The first rule of grift, start with the open drawer. A lot of filing cabinets for just some fucking dojo in the middle of nowhere. Right. (laughs) Suburban Buffalo. And he spent so much time trying to unlock the locked file cabinets by just shaking them. I, that's not how you griff. The griffing is the art of subtlety. But he, remember, we just said he's enraged because his sister was killed. And a calmer, cooler Mark would have done. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, and so he, he finally like gets his act together and starts looking for open drawers. And it just happens. The most damning piece of information <laughs> is in a completely unlocked drawer and in a red folder where everything else is in a manila folder. Right. It says Comet Steel Productions, 2141 Elmwood Avenue, which I'm assuming is actually where Mark's Wetland works. I'm pretty sure this place at least existed. And there's a letter. It says canister delivery to the warehouse. Canisters? (laughs) This voiceover of Mark just going, canisters, canisters, why canisters? But he's got a lead. So he takes that piece of paper and walks. Rick comes to, he's got blood dribbling down his mouth. He gets on the horn, calls up Patterson. 
So he is involved with all this criminal. So he deserved the ass weapon he got. Yeah, this is the first time we get like the worlds colliding because before it's like Patterson seems to be dealing with some <laughs> separate issue entirely. And this is the first time you see it is kind of it's mixed up. And he's like, I don't I don't think he got anything. But this guy's legit. You need to send a real backup. I want real help. If you'll take my advice, if we get that real help, then we're absolved of 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 the issue. That this was Rick's explanation to it. All right. Now we want to talk about some real help. Here's the Griff was alluded to in the beginning of this episode five year, hours ago. Five hours ago. This is the build up of the villain. We see some so good white trash dude out in the woods. Nine minutes of this, by the way. Yeah, it's a good. Sh- it's a good shot, though. Nine minutes of this guy setting traps to catch rabbits. Right. So they're like the little. We know this because he's setting traps, oh. and you see a shot of a rabbit. Right. So they're like the bear traps, the traps you see in all like the Looney Tunes and she Like Elmer Fudd sets it up, and then he steps in it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. The claw that clamps on your fucking leg. Yeah. And we see some shots of a rabbit, so we know we, he's putting it all together. I'm like, cause I'm like. What the fuck is that? What is it for? I know. I was wondering because he shows the rabbits first. I was like, why are we just looking at a rabbit, Mark? That's why. And then we see a man wearing fatigue slowly walk up behind this guy. I was wondering why this guy is comically bent over to place these traps. What? Well, he's very invested in these traps. He's staring at him. We're seeing. He, Mark is showing us how you set the traps. He's going underneath, yep. prepping them, you know. And then the guy, as he's engrossed in his traps, fatigues guy comes up behind him, grabs one of the traps, and just clamps it on the guy's balls. That's right. And then he snaps his neck. That's right. If we didn't mention this, Mr. Patterson did tell Rick, I know just the guy to call. Right. And this is that guy. So the, the rabbit takes off. He will live to fight another day. Yeah. They made sure to shoot the rabbit running away. So we see some bros in a truck roll up to like a lodge. This is supposed to be our our assaulters from before, I think. These are the guys he told to lay low. Oh, I didn't know I did. So that's why they're in the middle. No, 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 no. This is a totally this is just a setting up Steiner. This is another job for Steiner. There's no connection. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. This is just completely to show how bad Steiner is. Some of the guys look identical. Well, to it some could of the have been guys. yeah, it could have been the same guys because they don't have enough actors. Right. But yeah, these are different guys. So these guys roll up with the Pat Blue Ribbon because this is like just some shithead guys who are hanging out hunting, 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 you know. Right. And in their lodge, which is like a, look like a fucking motel or some shit. It was it was interesting. Their their like living room was on the second floor, so there's a staircase on the outside to get up yeah. to it. There's a guy who they passed think out. is asleep. Yeah, passed out drunk. Tom. And they're like, God, Tom's drunk again. Everybody got a name. We're always asking them, <laughs> give us names. This movie gives us so many names. And they're regular names. Griff was complaining. One of the movies we did had weird names. Yeah, I do. I do complain. Matiti is the is as weird <laughs> as I want to get. So they open the door and everybody's dead. And even Tom's dead. The guy checks his fucking pulse. Dead. Dead. And they're like, what the fuck? So as they go to leave, a fucking party van rolls up with flames on it, a heart-shaped window in the back. That's right. Steps up in the frame, crosses his arms, little mustache, kind of weird, frantic Kind of looks like... Booger? I was going to say John Oates. Okay, John Oates. It's a combination, because John Oates is a little together with his look. He's, yeah. a little, he's got the little sloppy boogeriness about okay, him. Okay, Booger Oates. <laughs> 
How your friends doing? He comes out, just crosses his arms, clicking cocky as shit. That's right. And so they're like, oh, you motherfucker. They get their little pocket knives out and everything. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. That's how it's going to be. So he's daring them to come at him. And then he just starts toying with it. He takes one guy out immediately. Immediately. And then the one guy just starts toying with it. And then he does this. Is this he sets up the finisher, which we're going to see later. This right. is the brilliance of Mark Swetland. It all makes sense. Yeah. He's, he's, this is the, the, the guy he left behind was the guy with the knife, too. Yeah. So he's knocking the knife out of his hand, handing it back. He says, come again. Try this next time. And then just beating his ass again. But, yeah, he's easily beating him. Like I was trying to remember earlier, this is the fight where his big move, you think he's coming in because he jumps up. And you think he's going to do the Superman punch? He slaps the shit out of this guy where his face turns to the camera and it's bloodied. Because the guy's not worthy of a close fist. He doesn't even respect the guy. But the 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 non-knife guy, he puts in a full Nelson and snaps his neck. That's right. In slow motion. <laughs> it was a roar. Yeah. Celery. <laughs> and then he gets on the phone. And he doesn't talk to Patterson. He talks to his like middleman that gives him his job. Just so you realize this, he has a... I mean, it's a car phone, but it's a van phone because it's a van. It's a no. It's not. Even, it's like a phone phone. <laughs> yeah. Like it's literally. It's put a phone in there. That, you Murray, know. we can't age this movie yet alone. Yeah. Like what era it could ha- actually happen yeah. in? So it's like, of course, it's gonna. Just it's a landline a- phone. <laughs> Somehow's connected to the fucking van. It's incredible. And he's like, and then we learned this is Steiner, just Steiner, just Steiner. And the guy's like, all right, I got another uh, job for you. He didn't sound like Patterson at all on the other side. Because it wasn't mind. Patterson. This okay. is his, like, in-between who sets his jobs up. Okay, That's what good. I'm thinking. I thought it sounded like an Asian guy. D- yeah, because he says, like, well, I'm sure it was. But he mentioned, I got a job with this guy named Patterson. Okay, good. And he's like, hey, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm up for it. All right. We got to go back to Mark, though. And he's parked outside of Comet Steel Productions. They show... The roadside sign for Comet Steel Production. With it says M- AC Patterson or whatever. Yes. On the line. Like they did not craft this for the movie. <laughs> this is a landmark in Buffalo. This I don't is, know if it's still this there. This is where he works. I'm, but, I'm positive. <laughs> it was, there was a McDonald's yeah. there. There was a weird looking dude with a mustache looking for a lady out front. It's Some car and another like giant fucking boat. White trash car, like a Grand Prix or some shit. Middle trash or white trash? I'm going to say white trash. The guys trash. who are working for Patterson are pretty white trash. Yeah, they're probably not getting paid well. They're probably yeah. getting a little bit of yeah. They roll up. They're driving into Comet, and we see our boy Mark sitting there. What kind, well, How's he sitting again, Griff? Crisscross apple sauce. And they stop, and he's like... What is this guy? Get him out! Or is he retarded? He didn't say retarded. He says retarded. Retarded. Which does that make it right? That no, that makes him the retard. Oh, not Mark. <laughs> so Mark gets up, beats the fuck out of the guy. The one guy comes up to him. Hey, buddy, you gotta move. He gets in too close. He's like a viper, just waiting to strike. Did you notice? All the guns are tiny in this movie. Yes, they are. They are very They're just little cap guns. Very small guns. And so Driver gets out of the car. And he's like, I got a gun on you, pal. Don't even try it. Come over here closer. closer. Mark, I thought Mark had his back to him. Yes, closer. Yeah. Turn around. Cool. Now just breathe. And it's 
He's like right. They're ass to crotch at this moment. And so Mark just goes, oh, that's the sound of a northern flicker. And the guy goes, where is it? And then he kicks the gun out of his hand. Back style. Yeah. So the gun is in air. He hits the guy, catches the gun as it comes down, and right. then throws it away. He just dumps it right by yeah. him. And Mark has just decided, I need to go through the trunk. He is in full griff mode. Right. I need to search everything. I need all the loot. Finds a kinj attache cases. This must be where they keep all their Vaseline and dildos. And no, they don't. He has no problem cracking this case. This was another really drawn-out scene. It was really drawn-out. Because he opens it up. We see there's little canisters. It looks like pipe bombs. Are you kidding me? Canisters? Canisters? Yeah. It's that's all falling new, into place. That's the new playoffs. Canisters? <laughs> And he's, Why? Like, he's examining them. This, this literally, the scene went on way too long because yeah. he's examining them. Well, it's a puzzle that you would yeah. like. My my grandma used to give us these stupid puzzles <laughs> that no one could solve. She gives it's a all... pipe bomb, is what it is. Yeah, That's what it looks like. And so he's trying to work the puzzle. It's a Rubik's cube of a puzzle. And then he's just like, I screw off the, the end. Yeah, unscrews it, opens it up, bags like must be flour. He doesn't know me as our our, our friend uh, Yacht Rock Sean taught us. That's what you do when you Hope see well. a coke looking object. You right. do a nummy. That's and right. He's like doesn't say it, but he knows do that's you think cocaine. Mark Sweatland does coke. Not at all. He's fucking pure. Too athletic. He does. He's he's on like juice diet. That's all he he, he makes juices. Bruce Lee, whatever Bruce Lee did. Well, if Bruce Lee did coke, I, yeah, I think he did. I think hashish is what killed him. He had an allergic reaction to hashish. Oh wow! Made his brain swell. Well, that's not a, that's not a coke. No, it's not. Yeah, but it's, it's drug. Like, it is a drug. It is a drug. So yeah. he so Mark probably does a little of hash. Yeah, hash oil just to chill him out because sometimes he gets a little too wild. But while that's going on, the guy who got the first guy who got kicked pulls out his giant ass block Seinfeld phone. Now this is great. Yeah, calls in for reinforcements. Right. And so as Mark has gummy, gummied up the coke and everything, that's when we see two more cars and two dirt bikes right. approaching him because they're just on, like, this long dirt road entrance to the steel mill. On the opposite side of them, there's, like, a fenced-in area. Opposite side, there's a, a wooded area A wooded area mm-hmm. that leads to train tracks. We haven't done a whole lot near train tracks because we're not often in the Midwest. Right. So now that we're in Midwest— This looks very familiar to an area we used to— like ride our bikes. When yeah, I was a kid. right. Yeah. So I want to say it now, Murray. We don't often talk about train tracks, but I think the train tracks are the docks of the Midwest. The what of the Midwest? The docks. Oh, we're always talking about how. Well, yeah, because we're landlocked. Well, we're, Michigan, we're not landlocked. We're surrounded by water. Right. But yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're living in bumpfuck Indiana, right? Yeah, the train tracks. Yeah, the train tracks are the fucking docks. So that's where shady shit's gonna happen. That's why I want to have train track front property. So Mark takes out one of the dirt bikers and jumps on his bike and is being chased by the other one. So we've got a red dirt bike and a yellow dirt bike. Mark immediately, I think, gets the red dirt bike, and he's off. Yellow dirt bike chasing after him. Long scene. There's lots of cool hills to jump over. Clearly, Mark also liked martial arts and, you know, dirt biking. Well, it's the 80s, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. So Mark gets up on the high ground, which is in your fight. That's where you want to be on the high ground. Right. But not when you're with a guy fighting a guy with a gun. Right. Because the other dirt biker pulls out a gun, aims it at Mark, 
Boom, shoots Mark. So Mark rolls down this giant hill. He's separated from his dirt bike. He's just lying there. Does his own stunt. I mean, it's a pretty steep hill. Yeah, it's good. It's a good roll. Yeah. Biker pulls up on him. He's like, this guy's got to be dead. I shot him. Right. But Mark knows how to play possum. You missed. Boom. You Kicks missed. him. He says it with so much glee. Beats a shab and then he goes, you lose. And then he steals that guy's bike. So... Now he's firing off on the yellow dirt bike. The red dirt bike's been left behind somewhere. The goon who he just punked on gets his gun because Mark always leaves the gun behind. He's like, yeah, that's cheating to take your gun. You can have it. He, uh, This goon goes up, gets the remaining dirt bike, and chases after, catches up because dirt bikes are loud as shit. And now we're in, now we're in like a heavily wooded area. Right, and we the the biker comes up and he sees that Mark's bike's just laying there by itself. Right, and he's like, "What's going on?" And then Mark just hops out of nowhere, right, jumps on bitch style on the back. Yeah, takes over, goes up to a cliff, leaps off. The guy goes over the cliff. We actually watch the bike. Well, he drops a dummy, and we watch the bike go flying over the uh, cliffside, and. It, we actually get a little explosion. Yeah, a real explosion. Right. You get a CGI explosion. Now, I think even Blackbird had the awful CGI. Yes, they did. But, Murray, we got more important things to cover here. We're talking about important. What's more important than being choppered in? There's two chopper-in scenes in this movie, by the way. Ultra-low budget, two chopper two scenes. Two choppers, man. Come on. We see this chopper. We're like, this guy must be important. I mean, he might as well be Ric Flair being dropped into the middle of a fucking, you know, stadium stampede. Right. Because this is intense. Two goons are waiting. They're talking about this Steiner character that we saw earlier. And this guy's like, I heard this guy's unbeatable. Motherfucker. Unbeatable? Really? He's undefeatable, if Undefeatable. You will. Oh, my God. And the guy's like, I could take him. Oh, I'll make sure to tell him that. No, 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 don't do that. don't. The, the chopper comes down. It's our boy Steiner. Got his fucking fatigues on, ready to kick some ass. <laughs> All right, we're cutting back over to Mark, and he he's done with wherever he was by the train tracks. He's pulling up to Kathy's place, and he is fucking... Urgent. I need to get Kathy. She needs to go down with me. Right. To the he's got station. all the evidence he needs. Yeah, we're going to the police station. Did he even take the cocaine with him as evidence? I don't know. I didn't. He's see gonna any show cocaine. his gum. Yeah, I got <laughs> stored up here somehow. I, yeah, that's a good question. But I he's don't... like Kathy, Kathy, and then Bob. I guess it's her dad comes out. Oh my god, son! We can't go to the because he's like I got the evidence. We can go to the police now. No, we can't. They came. They took Marie. They want you to meet at. Is it the? I, I think they said the old arena. It was the ice arena? I couldn't tell what they I said. I think old arena because so. it was a very. It was just. A, it was literally an elementary school gym, not even a high school gym. Yeah, like in an a, abandoned school. Right. Either way, they want to meet you this this evening, and they'll give you Marie if you come alone. Alone. No! He turns, faces the camera, one tear dropping down his eye. You don't even understand what it's like to lose everybody you love in your life. I will kill them. So before he goes off to this meeting, he stops by a little airport, a little like Buffalo County, wherever the, Erie County, I think, is where Buffalo's in. 
and to pick up Roy. Roy's coming in. Hey, you remember how he had a friend earlier that he told Kathy about? Roy Adams? Yeah, the investigator. The private investigator, his friend who would, who was in the police business for 10 years and then retired to become a PI. This guy's 18, <laughs> 19 tops. Little chubby little dude. He started when he was seven. <laughs> And this is where I see, as where I saw the newspaper thing said Buffalo News. I'm like, all right, this is filmed in Buffalo. Okay, okay. So they head back to Mark's place, and this is where we break it all down. <laughs> but seamless. He's like, because I'm like, Roy's like, tell me about, you know, what you, what's, what, how are we going to get these guys? You say you have evidence. He's like, all right, here's how they do it. They keep, they must keep the drugs at the school nearby, right? Because Everybody knows steel plants are constantly being federally inspected for safety. Right. Roy, Back in the old archaic fucking liberal days. Yes, exactly. Roy's playing ignorant here. Why wouldn't they keep the drugs at the warehouse then? And the liberals and, you know, Marco's on his whole screed. He's a libertarian probably. Right. Like you said, this is a MAGA crowd. So he's like, yeah, they keep it at the school because of all those inspections. And then when the inspectors leave, then they take it back to the mill, they pack it up in canisters, and they ship it out. Yes. You know what? This is a set case. All we got to do now is go to the police. Open and shut case. We can't go to the police. They said I have to meet them. We're going to kill Marie. You got to go to the cops, Mark. And if you're not going to go to the cops, you need me as backup. They might have guns. They told me to come alone. Okay. I'm going to play along with these motherfuckers this time, but next time I'm going to bring in a little backup. You ever hear about the guardian angels? They're coming with me. Holy shit. You can get the guardian (laughs) angels? I wonder if the Guardian Angels still exist anymore. <laughs> That's such an like, 70s, 80s thing. It's such a funny thing for Buffalo, too. <laughs> well, it wasn't. Oh, I mean, it was a New York City thing, yeah, technically. Exactly. But they did have branches and other. I mean, it was. I, I, I never saw a Guardian Angel here, but it was a thing, apparently. Yeah. I, mean, I got excited to remember Curtis Sliwa was the guy who started the Guardian Angels, who became like a fucking. Well, he was probably always a conservative guy, but he became a conservative radio talk show asshole. I think he ran for, like, mayor of New York at one time. Oh, wow. He was always on the talk shows in the 80s. He had a hot wife, and even though he was like a dork, he looked like one of these guys in this movie. (laughs) And they had that little red berets and shit. I mean, I'm not going to shit on it because they were really, there was people trying to help people because New York was fucked up in that era. People getting robbed on the subways all the time. Right. That's what's always funny when people are like, crime's going through the roof. It's like, we had a time. When it's like you needed vigilantes to help people just get on the Yeah, subway. and they didn't carry guns. They just, you know, yeah. fought people. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all right. He's, he's like, do go with God, my friend. Go with God, my friend. Go with the Christ. And you know what? It's time to cut to. Okay. You need to tidy up that hair a little bit. Oh, yeah, of course. And you're, you're under the speculation that he did everything himself, including the hairdressing. I don't think he did the hairdressing, but well, he might have put a bowl on his head and cut around because he's got a fresh bowl cut for this scene. This scene took 24 hours to film, Griffin. I believe it because most scenes take about most action scenes take about two weeks to film. So they go to some dilapidated elementary school. I loved this background for this. This looked like a fucking Street Fighter background. It was awesome. 
It looked like the the gym, the half gym at my elementary school, because we yeah. only had a half court. We didn't have a full court. It was yeah. a half court and a stage. Yeah, we had the same thing. We yeah. actually had a full court, but one of the hoops, you know, they would bend up and down, oh. so they wouldn't in, uh, Yeah, because you would have, that's where the lunchroom would be, too. Yeah, that was our lunchroom, too. Right. So that's probably here. So Steiner's is chilling out on the stage. Oh, it's so good. He's in darkness. You can just kind of see like the silhouette of his face and everything. It was so good. Outline. So you finally showed up. I'm paid to be here, and I'm gonna kill you. You'll die if you fight me. All right. So the two jump down. They're squaring up. He's doing all of his Bruce Lee, you know, loosening, yeah, limbering. Like, he's doing the hop. He's doing like Bruce Lee, the hopping around shit that Bruce would yes, do. Yes, he does. Shit. Staying light and everything. He yeah. does this thing with his arm where he kind of like snake waves it and shit. He's doing all the Bruce and Lee. And I shit. give it up to fucking Sweatland. This is this is technically a vanity project, but he gives Steiner his shit. Steiner gets his heat. Yes. Because Steiner whoops his ass in the beginning. Dude, this fight, uh, you know, again, I think I already said it earlier, but somebody in that idiot channel uh, YouTube comment stole my heat here because I was going to say the action in this movie is better than John Wick. This fight scene is actually fucking good. And like you said, Steiner here is getting his heat because he is beating the fuck he gets out a, of Rick. He first gets a kick right, in. Rick, Mark. Then he picks Mark up and just throws him down. Right. And Mark is bloodied from all this. His face is bruised. He's bleeding out of the mouth and the nose. But then Mark comes back with a flurry of punches. He's like, bah, 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 bah. punching Steiner. But Steiner gets him in the finisher. He, we set that up earlier. The right. full Nelson. But what does he get wrong, Griff? He doesn't. Lace his fingers. That's right. So fucking Mark gets out of it. He's able to break it because Mark is still a fucking. He's, he's legit. He's but he's met his match. It's yeah. an evenly matched fight. So like I said, it, it was a very real. This was a very pre UFC MMA fight. There's grappling. They're rolling across the fucking court. It was like these two actually had fought together and stuff and were comfortable like sparring with each other and just going with it and filming whatever they could get because yeah, they 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 go from serious fight to full Nelson to now we're tumbling to see who can get control of this thing. Right. And they get good shots and they're like the way Mark's putting it together actually looks really good. I mean, it's dimly lit, which some people might say that's shit. But I really liked it for this fight. When you're considering the minuscule budget and the lack of experience everybody on this film has, it's really good. Yeah. If you threw, you know, some of the By the way, we didn't say this. This is available on YouTube. So you can see this. I think it's on Tubi, too. Yeah. So you can see it for free. Yeah. Just do a blood and steel full movie, whatever like that. You'll find it. Um, You'll see Mark out there with his fucking uh, Bruce Lee jammies on. Right. So they're like back and forth, back and forth. But then Mark gets that little dick slap. That's right. And that's enough because then he fucking gorilla presses Steiner and just breaks his back on his knee. Full Bane style. That's right. No more games. And then Mark makes his makes his leave. Makes leaves his the body. Their body's never found. He just rots in that fucking school. Right. So we know what this fight was for and everything. Like he was, he he said he was supposed to be handed Marie if he came alone. He came alone. He wasn't given Marie. So now what is he going to do? What did he promise Roy he would do? 
get the Guardian, Guardian Angels. Angels. Murray, man, even Murray's lost <laughs> the story. He's just so enamored with that fight. Cut to Patterson. He's starting to sweat. And he's got all his goons, his elderly goons with him. Sweatlin escaped. Cancel all the orders for now. No deliveries. We have to shut this operation down. And we see he's just got a bunch of stooges. Danny Masterson's here for some reason. I didn't know his acting career. Well, there is illusions to rape in this scene. So. It makes sense. Yeah. He, had the he looked just like Hyde in fucking that 70s show. And I see where he gets the inspiration. It so was like, himself. In, this in another like work trailer, they have Marie and some goons guarding her. Yeah. Uh, their fascination with coffee is next to David Lynch level. Like right. they did the overhead Carl Weathers shot of coffee being poured 14 times. Right. So. And this guy, they're all talking shit. They're like, I don't care if he's Bruce Lee. He can't stop a bullet. And they plug a little tiny little Derringer. Man. And Marie's like, you're going to get your ass kicked, motherfuckers. And then we get that fucking classic shot. You might as well have scored it to the fucking opening Twin Peaks track. Dong, dong, dong. Where they're working on the tree trunks and everything. Yeah. The sawmill. Because we're in the steel mill just watching dudes bend bars. The bending rebar. Yeah. Um, my guess is, is that Mark probably told his boss, hey, I'll make like an industrial film, much like David Lynch started out industrial That's films. right. Philadelphia. And, you know, if you just let me use the 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 uh, mill and he's like, this sounds like a good idea, young man. And then he's, these shots are so beautiful. He's like, I got to put them in my movie. That's right. So we see a lot of rebar being bent. We're seeing working, hardworking Midwest blue collar guys. I think we had an original I think song. Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs was there. That It makes sense that <laughs> cunt would be in this scene, too. Of course he was. I'm a real man. Watch me bend rebar with these bros. I'm going to feed them tuna sandwiches for my navel. And, you know, we got to pad this movie. we got to get that 87 minutes. So we're seeing a little of that, and then everything shuts down. Mark's standing there in his game of death, pre-kill Bill. He was the first guy to copy Bruce. That's right. Yellow track suit that, like, zips up in the back. It zipped, you it's a onesie. See, yeah. 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 And he's standing there, and he's got Roy in, like, fucking his, like, fucking sweat track suit. He just had okay. I thought he had a full orange and blue tracksuit on, just like uh, uh, Marks, but he did have blue jeans. It was just yeah. a, uh, a zip up hoodie. And uh, two guardian angels. How do we know they were guardians? Because they had shirt. <laughs> they had three quarter tees with guardian angel iron on on That's their right. chest. That's right. And so everybody is like, "Oh wow, who are these goods? You think you guys are gonna beat us up? We're steel workers. We and may be outnumbered." But we're not outclassed. And that's that was one of the guardian angels who stepped up to another guy who was a foot shorter than him, fifty pounds lighter than him, and he fucking again. These were martial arts students, clearly people yeah. along with Mark, because this guy did have some moves. So the, this is the two guardian angels and Roy take on these guys because. Uh, Mark's got to get Marie, so he just leaves. He doesn't even fight these guys. This fight is all over the place, but yeah. I got to give it to him. This is one of the more entertaining fights I've seen because we're just getting kind of like little glimpses, like 
eight second little glimpses into the fight and how crazy it we is. We get that shot where one of the Guardian Angels takes over a forklift and yeah. goes, jacks a guy up by his dick. Yeah. There's a guy we see, one of the uh, steel workers throws something and a Guardian Angel grabs an empty barrel and blocks it with the barrel. There was so much cool shit to this fight. And. It just it worked. It worked so well. Mark has no idea what he's doing, and he made a more entertaining fight than anything I saw in John Wick. A more realistic fight than John Wick. Can you name an action scene from John Wick? Dog getting shot. <laughs> Did the dog get shot? I know the dog get killed. They do that off camera. We're back to the the thing where Marie's locked up, and guys get the another thing. <laughs> trailer. <laughs> And goon number 12 goes to get another cup of coffee, and he's like, I'm going to have some fun with you. I got the flour. I'm going to put W in it and go for the wet spot. <laughs> and she's like, fuck you. See, here's a question I need to ask you because I brought this up off mic. Yeah. We know the secretary's probably innocent in all this, yeah. but they literally have a woman tied up in the front room. Or is she the mastermind behind it all? <laughs> she might be, because you hear her typing in the back. You know, hard, she's probably a single mom. This is like hard to get a job for women back then. They could pay a living wage. She doesn't want yeah. a waitress anymore. She's probably got a special needs She's kid. just looking the other way. Yeah, she's I one of she... the first people to have the vaxxed autistic kid. Yeah. You know, and... and so it's like, I need to do everything I can because this fucking you know, government, nobody helps me with this shit. Patterson's like, they're sweatling. Sweat hogs. Go get them. So all those guys take off. Marie's working those ropes behind her back, and she gets loose. Mark, it's time to shine. He's got his shurikens. He's got his nunchucks. He's ready to fuck shit up. Again, we're getting just like those five, six, seven second scenes of each character kind of doing something. Mark's chucking a star. It's a guy right in the forehead. Yep, you see it landing in some guy. He's got two guys running at him, and he jumps up and kicks one with the left and one in the right in the same jump. Roy, I like how you say Roy's putting his weight on because he's he's portly himself. Yes, and he's kicking a little ass. It's, he reminds me. I'm sorry. Uh, shit. What was that John Claw movie? Uh, Never Retreat, Never Surrender. No retreat, no surrender. Yeah, you remember the fat kid who was eating the cake? Is that Roy <laughs> with dark hair? Well, I mean, Mark is definitely channeling the kid who was obsessed with Bruce Lee. Yeah. That, that's the kid grown up is Mark. Yeah. Because he actually went out, had a fucking jumpsuit that's, made. That's right. I forget that You know movie. damn well Mark Wetland made a, a sweat Wetland. Mike, Mark <laughs> Sweatland Made a pilgrimage to his grave and put some flowers. Oh, on. you know he you did. Know yeah, he yeah. gave him his flowers right. and his flower. I mean, right. he jerked off on him. So Roy goes to get Marie in the office, and he I get I get to get shot by Patterson. Yeah. Patterson pulls out a rifle. Roy somehow gets a gun, and he's shooting people. Well, he's down. a cop or an investigator. He's yeah, and so he's shooting people down, and then he sees the office, so he makes a beeline for the office, and he gets in there and. Patterson's running for his life, grabs a gun. He's in the hallway. Secretary dodges for the bathroom. Patterson, but Patterson has a rifle, which is a very awkward gun to have in a gunfight. Yes, it is. And so they're aiming up on each other when Ed or Hank, one of the old men, busts out of the bathroom. <laughs> he was shitting his brains out for the whole fight. Coffee, dude. All that coffee All that, they were yeah, drinking goes right. through you. All that coffee. 
And so he gets, uh, you know, Roy still shoots Ed or Hank, whoever it is, but that buys Patterson time to shoot Roy. Roy gets shot in the arm. Right in the arm. So just, be okay. just tatters his sweatshirt. Right. And it, it got him a little bloody. Uh, Marie gets out. She gets loose, but she immediately gets punched in the face. Oh, my God. That shot. Mark held no bars. That's what I'm fucking talking about because she got slugged. And again, Mark likes to do the thing where somebody gets punched. You see the punch from behind. So we're looking at uh, Marie's back. She gets fucking decked. He juices the fuck out of the sound effect of it. She turns out of the camera and blood squirting out of her face. She gets dragged into a car by one of the goons. He takes off. Mark sees this. I recognize this goon. It's the goon that picked up uh, Mina in, uh, what's a, in that other movie. Which one? There are a lot of. I know we did guy, a lot of Mina's. the guy in the uh, uh, Dangerous Man. Jag was it a Jag? Yeah, that was the Jag Man. Okay, Makes yeah, that's. But how did he grow that mustache? Dude, I guess he had it in him. So he takes off. Mark sees that he jumps on in a random car. Thankfully, we always in the Midwest we always keep our keys in the visor. Yes, I like this. All the goons he beat up are sprayed out. Splayed out. He drives drives over them. Yeah. The continuity there was fantastic. Mark is killing it. Patterson's running out for his life with the. Okay, this is a very confusing scene. This is how I interpret it because, because I'm like I said, Mark is seamless. He covers all bases. He's got a rifle. It's they're like you know it's like dirt roads because they're out in the fucking middle of nowhere. Right. His the barrel of his gun falls into the dirt. So he like stumbles. Yes. And then, and he picks it up, and then Roy gets the the best of him. Says, "You know, freeze, motherfucker! I'm gonna kill you. Show me your hands. Show me your hands." He puts the gun down, puts his hands up. He's cuffed. Right. Patterson turns around, hulks up. Who knew Patterson had him in? <laughs> this old fat guy breaks the fucking handcuffs. Right. Spins around. Gets his rifle back up. Yeah, he beats the shit out of Roy, then turns, grabs his gun, and now Roy's getting up, and he's got a rifle right in the camera's lens. And we see there's, like, tobacco packed into it or something? It's dirt. That's what that's what it's supposed to be. Like He covered it's himself dirt. with that little shot. Yeah. And some of it still. It's going to cause a gun. The gun backfires, explodes in Patterson's face. It's full Looney Tunes. His brain funny. goes, well, Looney Tunes, his brain splatters everywhere. Roy might he would as just be well, covered in soot if it yeah. was Looney Tunes. Oh, that's Tunes. true. Yeah. Roy might as well put his finger in the <laughs> yeah. fucking barrel. So there's like literally his brain matter, and I go, all right, I guess the case is closed. Case closed. All right, so this is the plan. The guy who's got Marie, they're in the cornfields now, out in this rural area. I'm just going to pull off the road and hide from Mark. Right. And it almost works because Mark drives by, but then he just looks to his right and goes, oh, there they are. Yep. So he stops. The guy takes off, goes back to where he came from. Mark's like, I don't have time for fucking turning around. Clicks it in reverse and just starts fucking yes. hauling ass down this <laughs> fucking street. So they finally catch up and everything. The The captor pulls over. Jagman pulls over. Gets out and runs for the park. Again, it's just like the earlier scene when Judy was uh, getting assaulted where there was like all the brush by the roadside and then there's just a park clearing on the other side. Right. So that's what we got. A one-minute jog and then you're into this giant, beautiful, pristine park. Flowers everywhere. Goldenrod. This was done in the fall, clearly. And so we get in there and Mark's not far behind. He catches up. And the guy grabs Marie, puts a gun to her head. I'll kill this bitch! 
Marie bites his arm. She escapes, stumbles away. And now here it goes. Time for Mark Swetland to show his stuff. Right. And I want to know where this goon was hiding these sticks because he just suddenly <laughs> busts legs. out. What's that? Pants legs. He's oh, oh the pant legs. He had like some sweet cargo you know pants. He, you know how he's walking with really stiff-legged? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got those like fighting sticks. Yeah. And Mark just goes, oh, sweet boy, you have no idea what you got into. <laughs> Where was he hiding him? Because he pulled, he goes behind his neck, pulls out a pair of nunchucks he had in his fucking old onesie. This is where he went Tony Khan. Wouldn't it be cool if I just pulled red Red nunchucks, red, yellow, black, you know, it just popped to him. And we just get that, you know, scene where he's just twirling the chucks. Yeah, minutes. He catches it between his thighs at one point right before it touches his dick. You can't do that if you're... It's called an Eric Roberts. If you have full chocolate chip dip dick, you can't do that. Well, we saw that's a pretty tight onesie. I don't think he had... There's no dip in his chocolate chip. He's probably got it cinched in his uh, his waistband just in case he gets aroused. So they're fucking going back and forth. The guy's barely keeping up because the chucks are flying everywhere. That's right. And these guys, they have a long back and forth fight. I mean, it's actually, I shouldn't say back and forth because it's pretty much Mark the whole time. Right. Uh, it's it's interesting, though, because Mark's just beating his ass. He obviously beats him in the nunchuck uh, stick fight. Knocks one of the sticks out of the guy's hands. Okay. And then the guy kicks Mark in the chest, and Mark falls down, and his chest's all bloody. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Did I miss something in this fight? And then we do like a Rikio, like, <laughs> zoom in, and this guy is wearing cleats. <laughs> metal cleats. Right. Well, it's just, yeah, the 80s. You had the, they had to use the metal cleats back then. Right. Yeah, so it's like a pair of zips, some shitty-ass fucking Kmart shoes with... Cleats on them. Zips? Were those really Kmart shoes? Those were considered, yeah. You, that you want to burn somebody back in elementary school? You wear zips, motherfucker. <laughs> zips. Yeah. I want to hear more. So, oh. but I, st- so I don't know how they got slashes. Those he had like three slashes across, yeah. like a bear claw. That's why I was like, did an animal come out of nowhere? Right. It's like a straight kick to his stomach, and yet I was shocked yeah. because this is such. Well, Bruce Lee loved. It wasn't a footprint on his chest. Yeah. Because that would work with the because he had the game of death fucking jump right a on. comical footprint yeah but like you said <laughs> he bends down picks up his uh, stick that got knocked out and then he this is uh, this is a great moment where Mark realizes what happens goes into a frenzy goes for the guy's fucking foot because the guy tried to kick him so he actually right. caught it rips the cleat off throws it into the air and because this is a cartoon now the guy looks up. I thought and, he kicked him in the nuts, and he like well, yeah. over. Yeah. While he's looking up at the cleat he <laughs> threw in the air, he kicks him in the dick, then he bends over, then he catches the cleat, and then he plants it in the back of the guy's head. Yeah, so we had a comical thing. It's stuck in his head. He falls down. He pulls it out. He gets up. He's not even seeing double. This guy's this goon is seeing quintuple. He's quintuple. seeing five fucking yeah. uh, of a mark. Cosplay hextuple. And he's just like, oh, he's so woozy. He's like, I got to take my jacket off for this. Well, once you get that woozy, you got to take off your clothes. It's just like that song. I am getting so hot, I got to take all my clothes off. Takes it off. And what do you see? There's a fresh bandage right on his shoulder. 
right where one a particular ski masked guy who murdered his sister had. We probably even heard a voiceover at this point from Kathy. You want to look for the man with the shoulder we did. injury. We got a multiple flashbacks in this scene. Black and white flashbacks. To, to let us know it's a flashback. That's, yeah. that's an old trick. That's Make it black and it. white. Mark got it. And he's like, you! And he does unloads on this We guy. thought he hawked up before. He's double hawking now. He's just like fucking a flurry of fucking fists. Fists of flurry fury. There we go. Pummeling this guy. Takes him out. But like any good hero, he decides to show mercy. Yeah, he's got him on the ground and he's pummeling him. Blood is spraying everywhere. And he's ready to deliver one more punch. Stops himself and goes, this isn't what Bruce would do. This isn't what Judy would want me to do. Or, yeah, Judy. I... The Midwest names in this, there's too many of them. I had to fix so much, and I'm glad when you walked in, you didn't say, you fucked every name up. No, I think you did a good job. Thank you. And so he walks away. But you never, we've learned this a million times, you never turn your back on a villain. Sure enough. Because they're backstabbers. That's right. And this man, he's got the fucking uh, bracelet, leather bracelets with studs in it, and you see him start twitching, pull together. Goes into his boot. Goes into his tube sock. Tube sock. Pulls out a knife. It's like a steak knife. And he hurls it. I wasn't expecting this, though. Yeah. It actually hits fucking Mark. I was waiting for Mark to catch it. Yeah, exactly. It lands straight in his back. Right in his kidneys. And Mark goes down on his knees. (laughs) (laughs) Pulls the knife out. Throws it back. Goes right. No look. I didn't realize that the first time I watched it. He falls to his knee, pulls it out, and then just chucks it behind him. Right into the throat of this fucking dude. Hey, th- this Straight up this Ricky O move it right was, there. It was. It was. It looked pretty good, too. All right. He's finally gotten revenge. So he has to go <coughs> get, get closure at the fucking grave of Judy. And this is where we hear that beautiful song we started our episode with. It's him and Marie. They have flowers for for uh, Judy, little Judy Nero, because that was probably the coolest looking gravestone they had. So they said her name, last name is Nero. Isn't that funny, Sister Nero, Brother Nero? Uh, yeah. And then we have a we now we finally get to see why he was so distraught, why he loved his sister, because we flash back to when they were children. You should put this picture up on Twitter too. I got this. Oh, I will. Okay. We see a young little Mark. How do we know it's Mark? Because he's got a little muscle shirt with iron on that says Kung Fu King on it. That's right. He's got a cast on his right arm. Why does he have a cast? Because he's practicing breaking bricks. He's doing the uh, Dim Mach. Is that the fucking move? Oh, yeah, the death move. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got cinder blocks. He's got them piled up, like shelved up. He's ready to use his good hand because he broke his hand the first time. Sister comes out. This is, of course, Judy yeah. comes out. Again, both brown-haired kids yes. suddenly <laughs> turn into blondes. Um, and she comes out eating. I don't know. Did you realize what sandwich she was eating? No, I did not. You can't think back at a buffalo. What would a buffalo at that age be eating? I don't know. Buffalo wings sandwich? Buffalo wings sandwich. Just bone and all. <laughs> And she comes out choking on great, a buffalo wing. Great pantomime acting from these children. Yes. They're giving it their all. No, she, well, you can't hear anything. You can't hear but anything. But she's just like, you know, get her finger, tisk, tisk, tisk. Pulls up his right arm and points <laughs> to it and then grabs him by the ear and leads him back inside. She cares about her brother. 
and he cares about her. That's right. And then we but flash not Mike. Flash no forward. No one cares about Mike. No nope, fuck Mike. <laughs> flash forward ten more years, and we see a grown Judy, a grown Mark, and they're doing like what family does, playing frisbee. Oh yeah, this was kind of weird, but it wasn't. It wasn't dangerous men weird with Mina and her dad because this is supposed to be husband and wife. Yeah. Because Mike tackles uh, Judy. And then gets on top of her and is tickling well, her. Well, yeah. Was he Because t- I was like, is he tickling her or is he going for his pants and to take his, pull there his dick out? There was a minute where he was following <laughs> his pants. Was- like he was going to pull his dick out. And then he says, oh, shit, that's her brother's there. So he starts tickling her and cover. We're in public, which usually doesn't stop us. But her brother's here. We shouldn't do this. We come back to Mark at the gravestone. Tear trickling. Marie down. is also here. She dressed up for the She's occasion. Ca- yeah, Midwest dressed. <laughs> he's con- she's consoling him, and they just walk off. Arm- they got arms around each other's shoulders as they walk off. Because that's the thing, Griff. Even though you get revenge, you're really digging two graves. You're digging two graves. That's right. But hey, that was a fucking movie right there. That was a misunderstood genius level right. movie. And once again, much like John S. Rad, I'm just left wondering what more... Because that's their first effort. What what greatness could they have done if they were actually given an opportunity? That's right. But no, we'd rather give our attention to shitheads like those fucking YouTube guys instead of misunderstood geniuses like ourselves. Speaking of us being geniuses, Griff, we are geniuses, but we save the most misunderstood genius for last. This guy is such a genius. Even Griff and I, geniuses though we are, have trouble understanding him. Every time we do one of his movies, we constantly are just lost in a certain lodge, maybe a trash lodge, just trying to decipher the messaging. Of course, we're talking about Mr. Neil Breen. All right, I'm going I'm to say the disclaimer right now. We are frantically trying. We've already put the order in. Yeah, we've done everything we could on we could. our end it's, to make this happen. It's all about Breen. If Breen wants to sell a million copies of this movie, his latest movie, Kate, the sequel to the movie I don't remember the title of, but we that was the last Breen movie we did. <laughs> This movie had made it's for the past year. It's been going to all the film festivals, winning all these awards, and finally Neil has decided we, the people, it's time for us to see it. Yeah, it's only available on DVD. Griff ordered it last night as we're speaking. That's right. We're gonna tr- we're gonna cross our fingers and hope, because and, we know damn well Neil Breen's mailing these fucking things out. <laughs> yeah, we're he's, hoping we're on the top of the list. Yeah, he and said we, it could take up to three weeks. Yes, well, he's an old man. Yeah, <laughs> so but we, if it happens, we will be the, this might be the first ever unless those fucking douchebags in like on YouTube God scoop us. God damn it! This will, will be the first ever review, the newest movie we ever done because it's it just got released yesterday. Yes. It's called Cade, The Tortured Crossing, the right. sequel to the last movie we did. I don't remember what it was called. Right. However, if we don't have that on time. We will be doing another. We haven't decided yet. We will be doing another of the brain movies we haven't done yet. Yeah. Maybe we'll start at the beginning. I already have one on hand because I got it for Abra a long time ago. So we might just do that one. Uh, we'll see. So like, the one cannot. We can't fathom what a misunderstood genius does it's all in his hands now. that's right we we are but the conduits to tell you what it is so 
So hopefully we'll be doing Cade the Tortured Crossing next week. If not, we will be doing something Breen-esque. So all you Brainiacs, keep it warm. <laughs>